Hey everybody, welcome back to The Real Robinsons. He's Rob. She's Robin. And this is a podcast about us, pretty much. You know what I mean? You're getting to know us. You're getting to know The Real Robinsons. You can follow us on social media, such as Twitter, at The Real Robinsons. Or Instagram, at The Real Robinsons. Today's show will be about the beginning of The Robinsons. In the beginning, there was <laughs> darkness and the earth was a formless void. There was a him and there was a her. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I was thinking about it because um, you brought it up to me. And you said I had a little uh, apprehensiveness in my um, text in, message. Yeah, in the text message. Text I, exchange. So I guess that's how you read it with uh, apprehension. Yes. <laughs> so, I felt but, the pushback. Okay. But um, I thought we should bring it up a notch okay. and whatnot. It's not just how we met, but because um, me and you spoke about this many times, where especially me, I, I kind of, you know, I talk about it a lot to where like all the stuff we've been through prior to meeting each other mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, kind of led us to, you know, to where we are now, okay. 11 years later. So I thought we would push it back a little bit further to the before us to the before us <laughs> <laughs> you want to go to the what was what was that on a uh, home uh, I want, you want to go into the out now <laughs> but okay. yeah I, 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 uh, I thought um maybe we should start to where um so I mean you got a little there's a little bit of a, t- a time gap because you know as we said on the last episode she's three years older than me so what is it three or is it, yeah, four? Is it four? It's three. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, her 18 wouldn't be my 18. So, I mean, when did you graduate? 1997. Yeah, so 97, I was a sophomore. So, she was out in the world hooking and jabbing, fending for herself. Probably had a, a job and an apartment and all I kind did. of stuff. See? See? <laughs> look, look at that. I didn't even know that. I'm just playing on you. But, um... Let's say where we should start. Um, you graduated in 97. Mm-hmm. I graduated in 2000. So let's pick up around 2003. Because for me, I'll just kind of speed along everything so I can catch up to you. For really? Me, yeah. Okay. Not, yeah. Well, for me, for 2003, I, you know, I graduated in 2000. I already had a bun in the oven. As far Sad as uh, yeah, <laughs> I already had a bun in the oven. As far as kids go, with um my ex mm-hmm. and um nine eleven popped off. I was at work in the motor pool. I, I was barely a year into the Marine Corps, and um freaking planes flew into towers, and there was mass hysteria and chaos and everything, and um it was a realization that we were going somewhere to mess stuff up. And I never thought in a million years that I would be in that situation because all throughout my life, you know, with all the, um, my family that's um, attached to the military, my father was in the military, my brothers, um, cousins, nieces, nephews, sisters, brothers, all, all that stuff. Somebody is affiliated with the military throughout my young years into adulthood so okay. i've been around it my whole life mm-hmm. so majority of that if not all of it was peace 
Mm-hmm. So I all I knew was like shit. You join the military, and you know you you learn a trade, and you get to live in free housing, and you get paid every month, twice a month. You know, so that's all I knew. Other than um, there's a storm, there's a shield. You know, with my brother Arnold. But other than that, it was all peace. Okay. And um, so I kind of felt like it was going to be like that for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, hey, man, I just here for the free base housing and the college and everything, even though I wasn't going to college. Uh-uh. <laughs> and um, so I got scared. I, I mm-hmm. legitimately thought I was going to die. And, okay. you know, I was going to go over there and never come home again. Mm-hmm. So I got the bright idea you know, even though I was on the outs with my ex at the time, I already had um, my oldest child. I was like, I want a son before I die. So I got her pregnant again. And then I went to Iraq. And then she wound up getting pregnant again, which if you put two and two together, you will figure out how, you know, that turned out. So all in all, all that was done. I came back in March. No, May of 2003. Okay. Because I went there and I turned 21 in Afghanistan. I mean, Iraq. It's all desert. Uh, I turned 21 in um, Iraq. So I came back after my birthday. It was in May. It was close to summer. 2003. Um, That relationship was done. Um, I I wanted to have my kids because of the circumstances surrounding her and this new mystery baby and whatnot. And I wanted my kids to be with me. So, uh, you know, I fought and I clawed and I got custody and they stayed with me for as long as they could until I had to mess around and deploy again. And they went to stay with my parents. Mm-hmm. And so that probably, yeah, that's around going into 2004. So around, let's just say May for you, May of uh, 2003 where, where would that put you well first of all let's go back to the 9-11 thing um at that time i was over in camp case korea um i was in the army so when that happened you know we are korea's a day ahead so that happened it was all chaos and we had to do you know we had to up our security and everything like that and unfortunately Camp Casey Korea wasn't the best place to be at the time because some of the equipment sucked and everything like that. So I'm at a gate guard in a foreign country. They don't understand American all that great. And we're doing, you know, the whole gate guard thing and, you know, opposite sides, me and a sergeant and he's letting some people go. I have to stop my people. And then I let people go while he stopped his people. Okay, so this particular time, Big ass five ton come up. I stop it like I'm supposed to to see if he's letting people go so it won't be an accident. So when I turn around, I guess they thought I moved and they hit my ass. Ah, so that's when that happened. Yes. Yeah, my wife got hit by a truck. I was hit by a fucking five ton in Camp Casey, Korea. From the layman, uh, five ton is um not so much as big as a um eighteen wheeler tractor trailer truck, but it's like maybe a, a level below that. Yeah, <laughs> you care to agree? Yeah. yeah. So. So I I did not. It wasn't like I flew in the air. My shoe came. My boots came off or oh, anything oh, like shoe. that. <laughs> but it did uh break my my rifle across my back because I had a slung across my back. So it did do that, and I did indeed get knocked down but thank god it didn't run over me 
You know what? What happened? She got knocked down. Shut and she up. got up again. <laughs> Shut up. I was sent to the barracks, went to sick call, and was given motoring. And they told her to change the socks as well. So. so that was that. But yes, um, that time was very strange for me and I was scared for all the people back home, you know, in that area and the thing, you know, people lost their lives. A lot of people lost their lives. So it was very horrifying. And by me already being in a hazardous place, Mm -hmm. I wasn't sent anywhere. You know, I couldn't go anywhere. So that was that. But now to move on to what you said, May of 2003. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe I should have started with 9-11. No, that's fine. May, May 2003, I was in... Uh, Fort Riley, Kansas. And um, there's not really much to say about Kansas. Okay. So, it, as it refers to us or whatever, I mean, we, we're on these two different paths and everything. You got hit by a freaking truck. Um, almost got my freaking truck blown up at some point in, in that time frame between 9-11 and uh, May of 2003. But... Where were you relationship wise? I mean, you, you kind of got a, where I was in mind. Yeah, well, I was uh, dating a guy um, in Kansas. He was not in the military. He was a civilian, but I met him at the medical center. He worked. Did his back was broke too? Shut up. No, <laughs> he worked there. Um and I saw him and I was like, oh, he's cute, you know. And every time I had to go there or whatever, I wanted, you know, I'd be peeking to see if he was there. Mm-hmm. And I forgot how the interaction happened, but we ended up meeting. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't anything like, oh, are you single or anything like that? Um, we just became friends. And then one thing led to another. Okay. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah. And I dated him until I left. Okay. And how long was that? I left Korea. I mean, I left uh, Kansas in September 1st, 2004. All right. 2004. Mm -hmm. So between May 2003 up until 2004, um, it was kind of weird for me because, you know, I'd never really been single, you know. I was always like always needing somebody. Yeah, I was a needy <laughs> little bastard. Um, yeah, I've always been in relationships and whatnot. You know, even in um, the later years of high school, before I met the ex, and um, you know, I was in a relationship with a girl for a year, and then you know, after that was done, I was with another girl for almost off and on for like almost a year was there a break between or was it you broke up with her one day and then boom you with somebody else no 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 it, it was it was time in between oh, it, was just, okay. it, was, it wasn't like you know tag you're it you know, nothing <laughs> like that but okay. it was it was some space in between and then um <laughs> so here we are uh i get back and within this time frame you, you know about this because i told you when we were in Missouri in that big uh, tub we had and we had some wine and had some candles lit and whatnot. Then I told you about a baby that I may or may not have. So 
How much wine had I had at that time? I don't know. Do you even remember the story? I do not remember this conversation. Okay. Well, maybe when I start to tell it to you, uh, okay. it'll, it'll jog your memory. Right. Anyway, so somewhere along this time frame between me getting back from uh, Iraq after that thing, um, you know, trying to get hold of custody to my kids and everything, all the way up until the point of where she spoke of, um, I was actually being single. You know, I was actually being a kid, you know, fresh, you know, I, I equated to, you know, you've been home all your life, you graduate from high school and then you making that transference into maybe like college or something, you mm-hmm. being on your own for the first time. Cause I mean, I never really had that. I graduated high school. I got a girl pregnant. I went straight into boot camp, came back, married said girl, <laughs> then, you know, all this other circumstances happened. So I, I never really had a chance to like experience you know just going out on my own and hanging out and going to a strip club i hadn't even been to a strip club at that point and i was 21 and um i hadn't really entertained the thought of drinking that much because i mean i tried it maybe once or twice you know underage which you shouldn't do (laughs) but i mean it wasn't nothing to where the when i turned 21 it was like a more frequent thing because i was allowed to do it you want to know when I went to a strip club? Never. I went to a strip club one time, and that was because I was undercover. Were you a stripper? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you would be uncovered. Shut up. No. Okay, but well, go ahead with your stuff. But, um, so I would go out just about every weekend. I would go to the clubs just to experience it. Um, I've been to a couple strip clubs. I remember the first time I ever went to a strip club, it was with my homeboy, Trites. Um, and he came to the room in the barracks and he was like, man, you want to go out? I was like, nah, I ain't got no money. I'm sitting here trying to, you know, pay lawyers and do all this stuff for the kids custody and whatnot. He's like, dog, I got you. And you know, that was the flag. The light went off. <laughs> Wrong thing to say. I mean, my clothes just automatically jumped on my body and my keys was in my hand. I was out the door before he even said, finish with you. You know, <laughs> I got you. I was like, let's go. <laughs> so we riding around. We went to my very first strip club in Jacksonville, North Carolina on a triangle called The Cave. So $10 cover. I was like, oh, okay. We had to pay to see ass and titties. I thought I was going to pay for the ass and titties to see it. Anyway, I... 21-year-old me didn't know shit about shit. So I'm going there, sitting around, uh, didn't know how lap dances worked. So that was kind of awkward. You know, I just wound up having a conversation with the girl. Just like, oh, I'm supposed to pay you for this. Uh, mm. mm-hmm. Let me go to the ATM. I'll be back. And <laughs> so, you know, that was an experience. Then we went to some um, other strip clubs just around the Jacksonville area because it's littered with all them strip clubs, tattoo parlors, loan offices. <laughs> car dealerships that's all jacksonville north carolina is so i mean that's what that was and then um i remember one particular night i went to a club you know and you know younger b-rob back in the day had some moves on him and whatever or what he thought to be moves because dances were simpler back then i didn't have to freaking (laughs) soldier boy and crank that hoe and all the other bullshit so um meet a girl and majority of the night you know is me and her dancing you know, like for shit, pretty much all the night drinking, dancing, you know, two o'clock in the morning, come around, lights come on, you know, and it was routine because I went to the club enough. I was like, all right, night's over. Time to go. So as soon as the lights come on, it's in my head to like, all right, this is this was fun. You know, and turn around and leave. And she pulled me back 
and she started kissing on me. And she, mm. I'm like, hello, <laughs> my name is Rob. I mean, I know I danced with you for X amount of hours, but I never properly introduced myself. It probably didn't sound coherent like I just explained it to you because I was drunk. <laughs> so um, she was like, walk me to my car. No problem. We get out the um, bar and everything. We go into the parking lot. And, you know, it's kind of fuzzy and everything. And I'm trying to remember the conversation that was had from the door to the car, which was not much. And I was like, you come here often? <laughs> it sounded like some shit out of a movie. <laughs> so what I do remember, whatever year that was, so it was probably like 2003, 2004, she had a BMW, that year model, uh, some kind of blue and I was like, damn, I might have a sugar mom. Uh-uh. <laughs> so um, we sitting on the side of the car. We, we, we jibber jabbing. I don't really remember too much of the conversation. But out of the corner of my eye, which should have been warning indicator number one that something was amiss, is on her dash by the odometer and everything was a picture of a Marine. So I'm like, we in Jacksonville, motherfucking North Carolina. It's either somebody cousin, yeah, sister, okay, you know, something like that. You right. know, I, I dismissed it immediately, you know, because I mean, I'm here talking with her. She wouldn't be talking to me if she was with somebody, right? You know, that couldn't happen at all. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> so, get a number. We part ways. I think the very next weekend, I call her up, and um, I was like, "Hey, this is Rob. Uh, met you at the club last week. I got your number." Want to know if you want to go hang out, go to a movie or something like that. She's like, you don't even know me. You're trying to take me out to the movies. I was like, usually I'll say something smart ass in, in my head, but I said it out loud. And I was just like, that would be the whole point of us going out to a movie so I can get to know you. Oh, I thought he was going to say something slick like, I uh, didn't know you last week, but you kissed me. <laughs> yeah, we was drunk. She probably didn't remember that shit anyway. Oh, okay. Um, so... She's like, yeah, I like the way you dance. Ha. And um, <laughs> let's go to the club again. That was fun. All right, cool. Go to the club. Not the same one, but a different one. And um, she said she wasn't feeling it. So we left. I was like, you hungry? Want to get something to eat? Waffle House. Boom. Go to Waffle House. Just carrying on, having a conversation and everything. And then um, this moment of truth. We was at the crossroads. And like, almost literally. You're like, Left, you can go to my house, right? I can drop her home and go about my business. So I was like, yeah, do you want to come over and hang out some more? Or you want me to drop you home? Yada, yada, yada. She's like, let's go to your house. All right, cool. Go to my house. And then adult things happened. Um, gave it a precursor. They're like, hey, I hadn't been back too long from uh, Iraq. And I haven't been with nobody up until this point. So, <laughs> I mean... Don't expect nothing spectacular. I mean, you, you shouldn't expect that anyway. But so she's like, all right, whatever. So adult things happened. And for about a month and a half or something like that, that's what it was. It was me and her. I okay. mean, we was just I would go crash at her house. She come by my place occasionally um, whenever the kids was up there um, for a while. You know, I was very new to it and I didn't know what to do. I mean, she offered to babysit for me because she had kids of her own. Mm-hmm. So that was my temporary fix. You know, I'll give her a couple of pesos, a <laughs> little, little bit of penis here and there to, um, you know, to freaking pay her off. So this went on for a little while longer. I think it, I remember now. Yeah. You, so you, it's coming back to you. 
because I gave you the 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 front end. Now you're getting the back end to where it's coming back. Um, some point in there, my dad came up to visit because he wanted to help. He wanted to see his grandkids. He wanted to help me out and everything. So he came up there. Um, I remember he was at the house. I went to the store or something like that. And no lie, I didn't have a cell phone. And um, cell phones wasn't really that prevalent around that time, you know, to where everybody had one. No shit. When I first got back, when I was um, on the phone with my ex, trying to get this shit straight and figure out what the hell was going on, uh, on the corner from the house that I lived in in base housing, there was a motherfucking payphone. That's how I called her. No, oh, okay. <laughs> so um, when I got back, he said, "Hey, some girl came by here looking for you, and she left you a note." I was like, oh, okay. So I get the notice from her. And she's like, come by the house tonight. I got a surprise for you. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Sexy time. Yeah. So I get fly and everything. Told Pop, don't wait up for me. Mm-mm. Go over there. And um, anytime that I would go to a house, you know, I, I, you know, I was treated as, you know, I lived there for the most part or whatever because I was always over there. I knew her brother. Her brother, me and him was cool. Mm-hmm. Her her kids were calling me friend and shit. Mm-hmm. So this particular time, I walk up in the house like I normally do. Didn't knock. Didn't, that's my fucking crib for the most part. Yeah. And um, her brother was sitting on the couch. And usually when I come in, he's like, hey, dog, what's up? You know, fist bump, all this shit. And, and, you know, he was just like, he wasn't like that this time. He was just like, yo, what's up, dog? I was like, okay. You know, I kind of like fist bump him and they fall down. He don't bump me back and whatever. And then there was some other guy on the other couch that I had never seen before in my life. And I was like, hey, what's up, dog? Bump him up, you know, name Rob, yada, 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 and everything. And what was to me in this moment was like something out of a movie. So I turn around away from the dude and old girl come from out of the back room, you know, fucking golden light shine upon mm-hmm. and everything because this was my world for the past couple months and everything and you know doves flew out in the background and shit and I put my arms out to you know I didn't fully extend it I was getting ready to mm-hmm. and she walked right past me and hugged the dude on the couch and she was like hey Rob I want to introduce you to my husband and I'm like oh hey. I was like okay so when I tell this story to other people especially when I was telling this to the young marines in Fort Linwood Missouri I told them I was like I never really understood what PTSD was or, you know, how a person feels with PTSD or whatever. But in this moment, I, I was like, I was probably PTSD than the motherfucker. <laughs> Cause like on the outside, I was like calm as shit. I mean, I was just like Zen in the fucking moment, but on the inside in my brain, I was fucking screaming like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, how, how is this happening? I could get in so much trouble. This is adultery. This is, punishable under the UCMJ <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, like I'm just internally screaming and everything and I don't know what the fuck to do so I mean on the outside I'm just like I, I turned into a robot I was just like at some point I end up at the table with all of them and we eating and shit so what the hell yeah so as you can imagine it's gonna be one key question that's gonna come out how of you know group. my wife exactly you're fucking right fist bump <laughs> so He's like, how do you know my wife? And I shit you not. Before I can even formulate a lie or even, you know, get my thoughts clear enough to even try to come up with something. She jumped out of the kitchen and was like, oh, I, I, I seen him with these two young kids in the grocery store or whatever. He looked like he was having a hard time. I offered them some help. She had this shit mapped out already. 
She she fed him all kinds of crazy shit along with the peas and uh, mashed potatoes and pork chops that we had that evening. She fed him some shit. So she just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you pay me X amount, you know, every week to watch his kids. Yada, yada, yada. She, she set this shit up nice. Mm-hmm. And I was just like eating my peas and she like, yeah, what she said. <laughs> So what was a brother doing? He was just like I. I don't even remember him no so more. He's just looking that. at from one to the other. Like, yeah, how this go play out? Yes, yeah, like, I don't even remember remember him no more after a while. Cause oh, like, okay. I, it's just like just I, was, I was just zoned the fuck out. Because like to kind of give you a little more perspective. I mean, like I said, the kids were calling me friends. Mm-hmm. My kids were playing with her kids. Mm-hmm. I, me and the brother was cool. We hung out. We played Madden. I whipped his ass. Maybe not because I don't. I wasn't good at Madden, mm-hmm. but. Her mom met me. Her mom did Cameron hair. My oldest daughter okay. hair. You know, she watching him for a while while me and her went out. So that's how. So the whole family was in on it. Yeah. So that's how deep I was in. That's this shit. how people get murdered. And um, so at some point they go in the back. They go in the back room or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I took this as my opportunity to get they the fuck out get of there. Get the hell out of there. So I get up from the table. I leave. I don't say shit to nobody. I just walk out. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I'm halfway up the driveway, and she come running out the house. She run up to me, she grabbed me by the arm, spin me around. She's like, "Why is you tripping?" Mm-mm. I never called a woman a bitch to her face in my life, and I didn't in this moment either. But in my head, <laughs> bitch, what the fuck you mean? But I was like, "What the fuck you mean? Why I'm tripping? That's your fucking husband." In there. Right? And she's like, "I mean, don't worry about it. I got it or whatever. I mean, but you're gonna actually have to start paying me." to watch the kids and I was like you don't even worry about it cause you know as soon as I leave from here you ain't gonna see me no more you know I'm I'm, I'm gonna handle that <laughs> so like the very next morning I was on the daycare door like help help <laughs> help <laughs> I need some assistance so um it took about a week I don't even think it was that long I knew it was relatively short cause I had to get out of that situation really quick but um, I found the kids daycare and um, I went over there one last time to let her know that like, hey, I mean, I don't, I don't need you to watch the kids no more or something like that. She's like, well, I, you know, I was going to tell you the same thing. I, I couldn't watch the kids no more because I found out I was pregnant and, you know, they're saying it's high risk and everything. And I'm just like, OK, um, you couldn't been pregnant that long whatever. I mean, I've only been with you that long and he just got back so the last words that I said to her I looked in her eyes and I was just like okay well you have my number you know where I live you know how to find me if there's anything you need to tell me just let me know and I haven't seen her since I haven't heard from her I haven't seen her but I'm lying because there was a, a sticky situation to where it's just like little things here and there this is like many years later, though. Um, I came back. I was on base housing. I went to the little shopette or whatever. And I seen her and her brother come in. Mm. And I was in the like down the grocery aisle. And she, I was like, fuck. <laughs> so I walked the long way around in the store. I check out. And I'm walking out the door. And soon, before I hit the door, she was like, oh, hey, Rob. I was like, motherfucking. And I was like, hey. Then I left. <laughs> And then another time I was at the bank at the little drive through joints or whatever. Then the dude that she said was her husband, he pulled up on side of me and like me mugged the shit out of me. He ain't say nothing, but he was just like me mugging the fuck out of me. I was like, okay. And I just pulled off and left. <laughs> and then um, the last time I saw her was like years later. 
and um, I was moving out of uh, Lejeune, I think going to South Carolina maybe. And um, the place, one of the places you have to check out is also where um, you would register um, your new spouse in Deers or something. And she was walking in there with another dude. Well, damn. So, I mean, I mean, I didn't, she didn't see me, but I saw her from afar. I knew that was her. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, I feel sorry for that guy. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was it for that. Okay. So, where, where, where did you end up around after Mr. North Korea? Uh, after Kansas? Yeah, after Kansas. I'm sorry. Savannah, Georgia. Okay. Was there any particular person there? I know I done ate up a lot of time. This is supposed to be 35 minutes. Well, okay. Yeah, you, you kind of long-winded. Um, in Savannah, I was with a guy who I dated um, for a while, and he ended up, I found out that he was sleeping with the next-door neighbor. Somebody sleeping <laughs> in my So, um, I had joined the police department there mm-hmm. and I had gotten myself an apartment. Yeah. He did not know. Everything in the house was mine. So when he went to work at six in the morning at six fifteen, my Academy buddies and I were moving my stuff out. And she called him and told him that there was a U-Haul truck and everything was leaving out of the house. Of course, he calls me, but I don't answer. Then I go change my number so he can't ever get in touch with me again. Mm-hmm. I could have been crazy about it, but I was like, why? You know, I just started this new change in my life and a new career for me. And I'm not about to fuck it up. And he wasn't worth it anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. I moved out. And then like a year and a half later, I met you. Yeah. So like, what was the meetup process between you and him, though? Like, where'd you meet him at? I had known him um, from Korea. Oh, okay. So uh, we just got some things popping that should not have been popping. Yeah, you pee popping (laughs) (laughs) on a handstand. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Thank you, listeners, for listening to The Real Robinsons podcast as we have done part one and be on the lookout for part two. Of this here episode. Yeah. Uh, we, we usually have a 30, 35 minute time hack, which because of me, we have exceeded <laughs> tremendously. And um, we want to try to keep true to that. But um, I think we'll do this going forward with future episodes. If we wind up getting long in the tooth, which I know I can ramble, um, we'll break it down into two part episodes like this one is. But to reiterate, once again, you can find us on Twitter at the real robinsons and instagram at the real robinsons and you can be a part of the show just by submitting your questions you can um send them via email at i say, I, I, I do at because i'm so used to instagram and twitter but it's mail at <laughs> randomrobcast.com and uh you can tweet at us at the um aforementioned twitter account and uh make sure you tag your questions with two robs pod so on behalf of myself And Mrs. B-Rob, we'll see you next time.